Are you walking a hard but beautiful journey? Are you sitting in a space that you never thought you'd be? Have you experienced infertility, a miscarriage, adoption? Or are you parenting kids with a behavioral disability? Have these struggles put unbearable strains on your relationships? Or have you struggled with your mental health? I have experienced all of this. My husband and I struggled with infertility and fought for our three beautiful children, our miracles. We went through the struggles, the pain, and the financial burden of IVF in order to have these incredible children. And that journey was so freaking hard. We felt like failures and we felt alone in our struggle. And now, all three of our children have been diagnosed with ADHD, ODD, and anxiety disorders. And if possible, that has been even more challenging. Again, we have felt alone, confused, like we were bad parents, like we were being judged at every turn. It has tested our marriage. It has broke me many times to the point of two complete mental breakdowns. So, if you are experiencing this, please know you are not alone. That's why I've created this safe space for you, so that we can together find the education, resources, support, mentorship, inspiration, and more that we need to grow on this hard yet beautiful journey. Because at the end of it all, I wouldn't trade a second of what I went through because these children, our marriage, our family, and my mental health is worth fighting for. I'm also here to remind you that telling your story is part of the journey. Someone in your life, someone in the world needs to hear it, and I will be encouraging you along the way to tell your story. I'm Tiffany Vaughn. I'm so grateful you're here. It's time to walk your own hard, beautiful journey. Hey there, welcome back. This is Tiffany Vaughn and you are here for episode 13 of Hard Beautiful Journey. One of the pillars of my podcast has always been around storytelling and being able to share your journey and your stories. I thought it would be a good idea for this episode to share my documenting journey over the last 20 or so years and how it's evolved from then until now. My documenting journey started somewhere I really didn't expect it to start, and that was in the Bay, which is a store here in um, Canada. And I was actually looking for winter coats. I was in this section for coats, and right next to that section was this box. And it was from a company at the time called Heritage Makers. And it was basically a set that could help you document someone important in your life. And an example that they gave on the box was to document your grandparents. And my grandma, Hardy, was still alive at the time. And she was the only grandparent still alive. And so I thought, I'm going to buy this and maybe see if I could write a story about my grandma. So I took it home, opened it, and I don't know what happened, but I was immediately intrigued with doing this and actually making this story and helping her tell her story. And so 
I phoned her um, a few days later and I, I said to her, Graham, I, I really want to interview you. I want to sit down with you and interview you and put your story together in a book with some photos and, and just some other stuff. What do you think? Do you think you want to do that with me? Well, my grandma was a very, very funny lady and she definitely gave me a run for my money and tried to not do it, but I definitely convinced her that it would be a really good thing for me and her to do together. And so one weekend I sat down with her in her home and I just asked her a bunch of questions and I actually recorded it all as well. And so I have her voice even to go back and listen to, which is just priceless. And it's amazing that I have that. Once I was done recording the interviews with my grandma, I took those tapes back home and started the process of putting a book together for her. I wanted to include a whole bunch of pictures from her life, and that meant that I needed to get some photos from her kids. And did I mention my grandma had nine kids? Nine kids. Wow. I am exhausted with three, and I just, I don't understand how how people do it with that many. Anywho, um, so yeah, I gathered some photos from her kids. And I also asked each of them to provide me with one of their favorite memories of their mom and what they want to say to their mom. And it was definitely a challenge for them to come up with something limited to one page. And because she's amazing. My grandma was just an absolutely amazing person and amazing mom. And so that was a challenge for them, but they did come through and give me each an amazing memory of their mom to include in the book. So why did I want to do this? Why did I want to write a book about my grandma? Well, I wanted to do it for a few reasons, but the main reason truly was I wanted her kids and her grandkids to know some of the things about her that they never would think to ask and that people wouldn't be able to pass that on unless it actually came from her. Some of these things were things that she had never told anybody and were a surprise to even her own kids. And so that is why I wanted to do it. I wanted to know from her, while I had the opportunity, what her life was like. And some of the things that I found out were absolutely amazing. And I really want to share a few of those with you right now. So my grandma actually came from a very large family herself. She had, I believe it was nine brothers and sisters, and it was a large family. And so I asked her, I said, what was it like for you, grandma, as a child? And she said, oh, beautiful. It was nice and it was fun. And she pretty much said it like that as well. I said, will you tell me some of your childhood memories? So her answer was, we had to walk to the Harty School which was a mile and a half away, and in the winter, our feet would get really cold. To keep them from freezing, we would bang our feet against telephone poles. We also would go out in the grass pasture and go around with our gunny sacks and pick up all the cow chips. Dried up ones, not the soft ones. We would put them in our sacks and take them home for burning in the stove. And then we'd make toast over top. Just kidding. They were used to heat the house, which is what everybody did in that time. Then she said, I've got a broken head from a horse kicking me. 
I was coming up across the pasture from school. I think I was just starting to school. And I stopped at Uncle Tom's about a half a mile from our place. I went up and patted one of Pa's horses on the back end and it hauled off and sent me flying. Kathleen drugged me the rest of the way home and sat me up on a chair and I didn't know nothing. I couldn't remember nothing. I was out. Then I had to go to the doctor in Shaunavan. And I still have a hole in the head. So... This story, I knew nothing about. I knew nothing. Her hair covered a pretty big dent in her, in her scalp. And if I wouldn't have written this book, I never would have known that she got kicked in the head by a horse. Then I asked her, did you get into mischief as a child, Grandma? And she said, oh, sure, lots of funny mischief, but I will never tell you. What was it like raising a family that big? Was it hard or was it stressful? And she said, oh, it was good. It wasn't hard if you didn't take it too serious. Did you, did your kids help you around the house doing chores? And she said, yes, they had to. They helped me with a lot of things around the house. What activities do you enjoy doing with your children? Lots of stuff. Having coffee, big turkey dinners, going to church, planting flowers, traveling, all of the, all of those things I enjoy. Then I asked her, what interests, talents, and hobbies do you have, grandma? And she said, well, I used to draw pictures. Also, after the kids were born, I used to make a lot of their clothes. And some of them were made out of plain, or sorry, made out of plaid flower sacks. I used to rip clothes apart and remake new outfits as well, sometimes using an old sewing machine, but mostly by hand. What kind of pictures did you use to draw? Well, I have one drawing hanging up in my house that I did years ago. It's of two girls skating. Then I did one of deer standing in a field. You should look the next time you come over to visit. And you can bet the next time that I went over to visit, I grabbed that picture and I have a copy of it in her book. And I just absolutely cherish that I have a piece of my grandma's art in the book. At the very end of the book, I included some pictures of her and I together, and I wrote something special just from me to her. And I won't read all of it, but one part that I will read is the following. I was one lucky kid. I grew up in Shaunavan, where both of my sets of grandparents live, so I got to spend a lot of time with them. I have many fond memories of Grandma Hardy. I remember staying overnight at her house, and she would lay upstairs with us and tell us all kinds of stories about her life. If only I had a tape recorder then. I also love it when Grandma says at least five of her children or grandchildren's name until she gets to the right person that she is talking to. But do you blame her? But my most cherished memory of my grams would have to be writing this book. It is the details of someone's life that make up who they are, and I learned that Grandma has many. I have only scratched the surface. To my grams, you are an incredible, beautiful person. You give meaning to the words unconditional love. I have been blessed to be a part of your life. I love you very much, Tiff. And then the most special thing happened and I was able to present her book to her in person because she was still around to do it. So at her house in Medicine Hat, I sat with her in her kitchen while all of her children except for two were there and I read her book to her in front of all of her kids. And that is one of my most cherished memories of my grandma to date. It was after doing this project that I really got the bug for documenting. I could really see 
the importance of capturing someone's story and being able to know where you came from and and just knowing who your mom was or who your dad was before it's too late. And so that got me started into the scrapbooking world. And let's just say that scrapbooking in the traditional sense, um, like with embellishments and all, yeah, did not go well with my personality and my OCD tendencies. It quite literally would take me, let's say, two weeks, let's say two weeks, yeah, to get one page done because it never was right. That little flower could not be up in that corner. I really think it needs to go down in the left corner. And some nights I would lay in bed thinking about how wrong that scrapbook page was. I even started reading scrapbooking magazines like quite religiously. And in fact, um, one of them was called Creating Keepsakes. I had a subscription for sure. And I would, I was getting so frustrated with not being able to do my pages quickly that I just started copying other people's and that seemed to work better. And then I found this lady in creating keepsakes that made, how do I, what do I call them? Sketches. It was sketches. So she would sketch out what a page could look like and what elements could go on it. And I was like, what? You are my savior right now. And so anything that she published in this scrapbook magazine, I was all over it. And her name was Becky Higgins. Well, let's just say that, yeah, she became my new favorite person because I really did want to document what was going on in our life. I knew now the importance of it, but I was struggling with how to do this with the very little time that I had. And then one day, Becky Higgins comes out with this idea called Project Life. And let me tell you, it was like the angels were singing And it was the simplest way of documenting anything that is going on in your life. So I started doing that approach right away. And it was these page protectors that you could just slip pictures into with some journaling cards. And you could write, you know, whatever you wanted to about those pictures. And then just slide those journaling cards into their own neat little pockets and then put them in a scrapbooking binder. And for sure, that was way easier than what I was doing before with all of the embellishments and tools and all of that stuff. I did that for about a year or so, and I was still finding it to be too much. I just, I was finding it to be too much again, and I I didn't know what to do. And then Becky Higgins came out with something else. And it was like she was speaking to my tech heart, my very techie heart, because she came out with an app, an app, and it was called Project Life. I'm not kidding. I can create our entire family yearbook in the palm of my hand. And I will include a video on my blog that shows exactly how I do that. I have created 
family yearbooks in the palm of my hand for approximately five years now, at least. And I cannot believe how easy it is and how simple it is. I am all about ease and quick and get it done. And for sure, the Project Life app is a game changer. I would definitely check it out um, if you are interested at all in doing family yearbooks or documenting anything. Actually, there are a variety of templates available and it is super, super straightforward and easy to do. You can find that at beckyhiggins.com or projectlife.com. Currently, I have 10 years worth of yearbooks created with three more in the works, so a total of 13. And I have an end goal in mind. When I first started doing these, when Avery was born, I had a a goal. And that was when they graduate, I want to be able to give each of my kids a set of family yearbooks from when they were born until they graduate. And I know they won't want to take 18 years worth of yearbooks with them to college, so I will hold on to them for them. But I know that they will absolutely cherish having all of those memories documented for them and in books. And so that is what I've been doing since Avery was born. I have a book for each year sitting out in our living room as well, so that if anybody wanted to pick one up and take a look at them, they are always there to look at. And yeah, just flipping through those is just so, so good for us to remember how fast time does go and how quickly our kids are growing up and how how fast it's going. And so the other thing that I do with my books is I actually have um, a digital version of them and that is carried with me on my phone or on my iPad. And it just the other day we were trying to figure out what year, like how old Tucker actually was and what year we got him, what month we got him. And so I said, hold on, hold on, let me just get my yearbooks out. And I got my phone out and I flipped through two of the yearbooks and I found what year and what month we got them. And it was all in my phone. And so, yeah, I just, I cannot say enough good things about the process of documenting and creating family yearbooks, not just for your family, but for yourself. In the last year or two, I've actually found another method of documenting that is also proving to be very therapeutic for me and very creative. And that is documenting our stories through videos. I started making more and more videos about a year ago. And there's just something about putting music, photos, and video clips together into a story that just makes me feel all the feels. And I love doing it for our family. I love creating them for other people because I can just see how important those memories are to the people that are in the movies or just watching the movies and seeing how they react to them. That is what brings me so much joy and knowing the importance of documenting the small things in life, the big things in life, the hard things, the happy things, all of the things, it is so important to document it all. One of my absolute favorite quotes about 
the importance of storytelling and documenting your story, your journey is by Maya Angelou. And it is, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. Every single one of us has a story, every single one of us. And it is so important that you realize that your story is so important for others to hear. You may not think that it is, but I can guarantee that your story might be a lifeline for somebody else. It might help somebody else knowing that they aren't alone and that they weren't the only ones going through it. If they can hear that somebody else experienced the same things that they did. So please consider telling your story. I have some very exciting things coming up in the next couple of months that will absolutely help you in your journey to tell your story if you are interested at all in getting help in that regard. And I can't wait to share more. It is still too early, but do know that there will be an opportunity for you to learn how to tell your story in a variety of ways. And I can't wait to share that in the next month. Before I wrap up this episode, I wanted to share one of my, let's call it maybe crazy stories because we know I have lots of them. Okay. So last year, my family and I went to Arizona for a vacation and my mentor and my documenting angel, Becky Higgins lives in Arizona. So I messaged her and I asked, you know, I'm going to be in the Arizona area in May. Would it be possible to meet you? And keep in mind, so two months before this, Becky actually had a business with an actual like business address where some of her fans could go and meet her, but they decided to close the actual business and start working from their homes again. So in May, there was no actual business to go and visit. So I said, can I come and meet you? at your house. I wanted to meet her and just thank her for all of her, I don't know, just guidance and just being a, an amazing online mentor for all of those years in helping me document our family's story. She was so gracious and so kind. And so, um, the only day that happened to work was a day where she was going to be meeting with two of her other team members at another, of their houses. And so, uh, James and I were going to be on a, going on a road trip. And so I said, well, we could stop in on the way. And let me tell you, I don't think I've been that nervous in my life, in my entire life. I was so like, I was shaking. I was so nervous to meet her. And because like, it's Becky Higgins, like, I don't know. It, I don't know. It was so nerve wracking. Anyway, I make my way to the door and I, I couldn't even hardly talk. I was just awestruck and in like just dying and they were all so kind and I got a picture and I thanked Becky for, for all of her inspiration over the years. And that picture will be on my blog, by the way. And so, yeah, why I'm telling you this story is because recently 
I again reached out to Becky and I asked her if she had an affiliate program because I believe in her products. I believe in her message. I believe in all of that so much that I wanted to see if I could in any way be an affiliate for her. And she so graciously agreed to give me a, an affiliate code that, oh, I can't even describe how happy that made me. So anyway, why I bring up the picture is because I messaged her and I sent her that picture that was taken that day to remind her who I was because Becky has thousands and thousands of fans from around the world, like around the world. Okay. So Anyway, I know I'm going on and on and on and on, but why I'm bringing up the affiliate code is because if you go into beckyhiggins.com, she has a classroom where you can learn a whole bunch of stuff. And the most important one that I'm working on right now is a course that she and Becky Proudfit recently put out and it's called Live the Story You Want to Tell. And it's an audio course. And it is amazing. I am into module three right now. And it's just, there's, I can't even describe the word. Like there's no words. It just really gets you thinking about a different way of telling your story and not just thinking about it from telling your family story, but telling your story. And there's amazing prompts and there's amazing um, ideas within that course that really get you thinking, why is it important for me to share my story? And I can't recommend it enough. And if you're interested in, in purchasing that course and looking into it, if you use the code Tiffany10 at checkout, so T-I-F-F-A-N-Y 10 at checkout, you will get 10% off the course price. And yeah, like I said, highly recommend that one. There is also a free um, course in there as well called My Modern Story. And I would start with that one for sure as well, because it's, it's a good, good starter on really digging in and figuring out how you want to tell your story. I want to thank you again for being here for another episode of Hard Beautiful Journey. I know how busy life is. I really, really do. And so it means the world to me that you are taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast. And I hope that you're finding value from it. If there is anything you would like to hear or know about, please do feel free and reach out to me at hello at tiffanyvon.ca or check out my website www.tiffanyvon.ca. That is where you will find the blog posts for my podcast, as well as a whole bunch of other good stuff. So for now, I would like to say, please remember, always, always be kind. And until next time, stay well.